Welcome to another amazing episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we're going to learn to become profitable as filmmakers. What is going on, everybody? Another Wednesday, another live. This time, I was going to skip this live because today is our anniversary, but I'm like, you know what? No value can't stop and then i was just gonna go live with my wife and have like a little cute 15 minute thing and then i'm like you know what let's just jam pack this with value this is what you guys want this is what we want for you so this is exactly what's going to be happening i'm bringing my wife live and we're going to be talking about working with a partner now i expanded the scope of this okay so this is not going to be partner as your significant other it's going to be partner as if you are working with someone else think coin brothers like it could be your brother it could be your sister like you know you're in the business together what are some of the things that you should keep in mind and what are some of the challenges that we faced and then we learned to overcome them uh, nobody's perfect. We're not perfect. We're learning every single day. So there's going to be all those things we're going to be talking about. Make sure that you guys load us with questions because my wife is really good at going through and picking out things uh, that are on here way better than me. I most of the time just skip the questions. Um, so I want to keep this as a dialogue and talk about what are some of your struggles and then we can try to address it as best as we could. So I'm bringing her on. Hi, baby. Hi. <laughs> One more thing that I didn't even mention, if you want to follow her, which you should, the handle is Dayda, D-A-Y-D-U-H. So go check it out. She's a photographer and, uh, you know, she is part of Cause Nation <laughs> to a point where she's basically a social media director. Like, I mean, you, you guys see podcasts, she's cutting these, okay? So many things that are happening here, like most of the stories are, you know, a collaboration, but then she's the executioner. Most of the emails that are going out, uh, it starts with a collaboration, she is the executioner. Like, it's so, so many things that are going down that she's doing behind the scenes, and sometimes I feel like a jerk just taking so much credit for it. So that's why I wanted to even bring her on to talk about how much goes into building a cause nation, you know, like, and that goes with so many of you out there and people that are trying to work together um, that's the premise of this. So baby, why don't you start a little bit with maybe like a origin story, almost like how our partnership started and then we'll go from there. Okay, for sure. First of all, hello everybody and happy anniversary. <laughs> My husband and I met in college at the Illinois Institute of Art in Chicago. We were both studying film and that was 13 years ago. Jesus. So obviously being in film, it's just such a collaborative effort. So, you know, very early on in our relationship, we had to work together all the time, like just filming school projects or even like getting client work. So I think like the basis of our entire relationship is like a relationship, but also like a working relationship. Yeah, that's where we met film school in Chicago circa 2007. And, and the thing is that, you know, she was concentrating on producing and I was concentrating on cinematography. So we were you know, in the same uh, year or whatever in college. So we were working on many of the same projects. But the thing was that it was it wasn't that difficult to collaborate at that time because the, the roles were so distinct, right? Like you're a producer, you do X and I do Y. Like this is what we do. It's until later, like when we started collaborating or even when we moved out to California, 
Um, you know, I've always been freelancing and she's doing the same. So like when we try to bring the two worlds together, um, another thing that I want to touch base on is what happens when you are working with a partner that's high strung. So that's not a backseat driver. You know, it's a really beautiful relationship when one person is driving and the other one is a backseat driver so it's like or passenger. So it's really easy to just be like, hey, I'm going to do this. The other person go, goes, I'm a cheerleader. You go, you go do it, mm -hmm. you know. But in our relationship, it's always been like, I am like, I'm going to freaking do this. And you're like, I'm going to do that. And I'm just like, uh, how is this going to work? So, I mean, how yeah. do you deal with it? Just talk I about mean, it. I I always love to say that we are fire and gasoline. Like we are both alpha. We're both opinionated and control freaks. And so like, you're just fire. You're always burning. You're always passionate. And then I just come in and I just pour gasoline all over this fire. Yep. And then it's like... <laughs> Sometimes it's like a beautiful, glorious moment. Uh, and sometimes it's a shit show and we burn up in flames. I mean, I think the most obvious way that we deal with it is communication. And it's like painful, stressful, want to rip your hair out communication. And but always like once we get to the other side, um, you know, it's so much better. It's an opportunity to learn and grow and learn how to just, you know, work with each other better. So like... Like, can you think of specific examples where I mean, I want to I want to talk about like 90 percent of the time. I'm just going to, you know, try to stick with like your collaboration with Cause Nation, too. So then it could be relevant and people can understand what we're talking about, too, a little bit more. But honestly, most of the time it, it comes down to um, the manager being green. Like I, if I don't know what I want, if I'm too new to this delegation thing, then if I'm trying to micromanage you, that's not on you. That's not on the other person. That's the mistake that so many people make. And majority of the small gigs that I worked on, think of corporate gigs or whatever, those people were the biggest micromanagers. You know, and then when mm -hmm. I work with Kip, who, you know, does these high end golf commercials, when I'm working with Kip, he's just coming in going, Kazi hired you for your thing. Go do your thing, bro. Go wild. And yeah. then I just go nuts and do my thing and always try to bring in my flair and trying to like, you know, push the envelope. And every time I present something to him, he just goes, dude. You're a freaking magician. This is amazing. I love it. But anytime I work with small, you know, gigs and in small mom and pop stores, those were the ones that made me feel this small and always trying to like one up me or trying to just act like a boss. Mm -hmm. So I feel like even with you and I, so much of that happened in the beginning because I'm such a solopreneur, you know, like I just do my own thing. And then when I started bringing you in and it started, I had to give control to you. I was just like, man, like, I no, no, no. You'll come up with a suggestion and I'll shut you down. You'll come up with a suggestion and I'll shut you down because I'm like, you don't know my people. They want this and that. Mm -hmm. But what mm -hmm. I want to talk about is when I flip that and, and as I have grown and matured over time, I once I got comfortable in my skin, I started giving that control. And what I noticed is that then, you know, you become a multiplier. That's when the partnership mm -hmm. is so strong. Otherwise... I am just doing double the amount of work. If I'm just telling you, hey, mm -hmm. this is how to write the emails and go send out these emails, then why am I not doing it? Like I'm just taking right. you from your creativity and I'm just, I'm sucking your juice out and then I'm not bringing anything, you're not bringing anything to the table. You know what I mean? So right. also talk about that frustration too when that was yeah. happening. Yeah, no, that's like, that's just something that like where the lines get blurred. But I think all the things you're saying about a manager, like knowing when to delegate, also the same could be said of like 
being the employee. So like, if I'm just like your employee, but I'm also your wife, like I'm so invested in cause nation. Like I actually care. And then, but then at the, at the same time, like I need to in moments be like, okay, but like, he's the boss and this is how he wants it versus me like fighting so hard again and again. And I think there's a lot of give and take in that. Like, I think there's times that I fight and you know, like you agree with me in the end. And then there's times that I fight and I'm like, okay, you're, you're right. Like it's, it's your company. Like we should just do it your way. But like, there can be a lot to be said about micromanaging. And I think even the best example is like, if you guys don't know, we just moved and we've been hiring like a handyman to come over. And so like for the first five times that he was here, Lacas was like participating with him, like working, helping, but at the same time, like being a distraction. And then like the few times later when our handyman came over and Wakas was like busy, then the handyman like actually got so much more done. Like he didn't need to be micromanaged. He didn't need to be distracted. It's like sometimes just trusting your people and letting them like show you what you can do. And then sure they might stumble and then you might have to correct it after, but like just giving them that initial trust. And I know for us that was really hard and it was so frustrating. I've been working for you for like, I don't know, unofficially like a year, but like officially like six months. And it was really hard. We had a lot of fights in the beginning, just me being like, why am I even here? I am a creative too. I'm not just like this, you know, number crunching right, button executor. Like I bring a lot to the table. I care passionately about this company. And like, I just want my opinions to be valued. And I think like, for you, it's your baby and you know, you're just protective of it. So I get that, but yeah, it took a while to get here and we're still, you know, going to stumble. And, and that's one process. thing that I just want to talk about. Then again, like I said, you know, it's not just going to be a marriage thing and our thing. I want to, I want to kind of tie it into like partnership and working with people. You know, partnership also means when you get hired on a job, when you're working on something, don't always think that you're working for someone and they have the reins and you're just like the cog in that wheel. Don't think like that. Like expand your thought process. I always have and call it naivete my entire life. I owned whatever I worked on like it was mine to this freaking day. I will not take a project if I smell it that, you know, the person that I'm going to be dealing with is going to be, you know, is kind of green and is going to be dealing with like, you know, that power play and doing that whole thing. Because one, you can either nurture them, people that are kind of new, you by listening to all the things that we're saying, you can start implementing that and kind of skip that five year period that you have to go through and learn through trial and error. You can like pick up on a lot of these things that we're dropping here that, you know, it's, it's good to kind of just stay open and let other person, you know, speak and just throw everything at you, right? You like fight club. You want to create a fight club. Look, you're working on a project. The other person wants freaking La La Land. Look, you're like, Oh my God, these are two. They couldn't be more far apart. Like, I don't know how I'm going to meet you in the middle. Well, that's the name of the game. You have to, but at the same time, don't turn into a corporate robot. I mean, I, I, I spit on corporate robots. I'm sorry for all the people that are listening here and might be in that category. Don't become the yes man or woman because what's going to happen is that you're going to hate your life. You're going to bring that crap to your home. You're going to take it out on your kids, on your family. And then it spreads, man. It never helps anyone. Like mm-hmm. a lot of my corporate robot friends, they're nowhere to be found. 
Like, there is just nowhere to be found now. Like, you know, I'll bring freaking Jill Bogdanovich and, like, I never hear from one of those guys going, hey, dude, this was epic because you loved that movie as much as I did and you brought that, you know, uh, girl right. alive with you. And it's just like, well, they're, they're nowhere to be found. So if they're not contributing in any way to society, I don't care how epic you are when you're in a small room with more people, more minions like you. You're not making a difference, man. You know, nobody's making a difference in that world. And I feel like the purpose of this you know, live or any live that happens here is so much more to get people out of their shell and understand the bigger purpose. Like for me to hire Dana is ultimately for her creativity or I can hire a freaking mute from Kenya and just like tell them, hey, execute, do X, Y, and Z and just do those things. Because what started happening is that she brought weird things to the table. Like, you know, one thing she's just like, hey, how about if we post our stories at 1 a.m. instead of like early in the morning because then when people wake up first thing in the morning, they're gonna see our stories. And first, like, you know, the, the my crock brain just went, I'm like, no, like, I hate this idea. 7 a.m. stories, set an alarm, wake up, you know, and just make 7 a.m. stories. And then I go, you know what? Then I calm myself down. I'm like, why don't you just give that a try? See what happens. It blew up. It genuinely blew up. Like the numbers next day were out of control. I'm like, whoa, what just happened? So. That is something, you know, that I'm trying to tell you that when you open yourself up and you let other people take the reins sometimes and just kind of play it off, right? Like you don't need to be, sub one doesn't need to be submissive. This partnership will never be a zero sum game. There's not a winner and a loser. That mm -hmm. is the moral of this story. It could really right. be a perfect balance. It will take time. And the best way to get there is to hear from people that are just sharing their true story, not like a made up thing that I read in a book and I'm just trying to share it with you. These are the things that happen in this household every single day, you know? And I wanna talk about how our field, this film industry is so unique that, you know, yesterday we discussed it a little bit that your, your dad and your sister-in-law can have an yeah. opinion on Game of Thrones yeah, episode I three. Like, <laughs> I think like the benefit of being filmmakers is just that, like we encompass all things in life, we're storytellers. So anybody that has a story can relate to filmmaking and to everybody's a consumer. You know, everybody watches TV or, um, you know, goes to the movies or whatever it may be. So I think that, you know, for other filmmakers, like cutting yourself off from your family is doing you like a great disservice. For example, my brother is a home inspector and my sister-in-law is a housemaker. She can't really relate to, you know, inspecting homes. It's not like some common career, right. but like being filmmakers, if I want to go and talk about like making a documentary or, you know, even a photographer, like taking pictures, like everybody takes pictures too. So it's like, it's just more relatable of a career and so if you at home are filmmakers and you're not like sharing those experiences with the people that you live with with your loved ones or with your friends i i think again like you're just doing a disservice and it's the biggest eureka like and it was the hardest thing when i was new to color grading um i will just do whatever i thought was proper you know after you know drinking the nerd juice on all these forums and everything so when i would create something i would just be like this is right. And I, then I will show it to Dana. I will show it to my mom and I'll be like, hey, what do you guys think of this? And they'll go, cool, looks good. And I'm just like, what, like, what do they know? They don't know anything, man, this is amazing. And then when I would share that with another, you know, nerd like me, he would be like, yes, dude, how you popped out that car, blah, blah, blah. What was happening is that ultimately it wasn't that good. So the Eureka moment was when I realized that 
if I can make my dad go, whoa, dude, I was watching this and your commercial popped up or something popped up and I just couldn't stop watching it. Like it looks so great. If I can do that, then I did, I've done my job. Like this yeah. is what it's about. When my older brother goes, dude, the way seven looks is so amazing. He is an IT guy. So if he's talking right. about seven looks amazing, then that makes me think that, dude, this, these are my people. These people right. need to know what we do, how good it is, whether it's a documentary piece we do, whether it's a corporate video we do, whether it's a spec spot, whatever it is, you need to take advantage of that resource. So that's, again, like, once again, the point of this whole conversation is that really there is a power base that you're not like, you know, utilizing to the to the maximum potential, like, you know, take your spec spot you just did for Adidas and show it to your son and right. ask him, hey, what do you think, buddy? And if he just still can't right. look at it, you know, besides his like, you know, freaking Minecraft or whatever kids are playing nowadays, if he can't do that, then that means that, you know, it, it's not good enough. Right. You no, know, I know it's so crazy. Yeah, because it's like as much as you don't respect their feedback because they're not filmmakers and they're not going to see like the details of it it's like they are the consumers they're who you're making it for at the end of the day yes exactly and and that's that's the whole thought process of this conversation too right because um it, 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 the 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 normal path would be that okay now let's branch out let's hire you know like this guy that girl and like they'll do specific jobs and then i started thinking about it and i'm like you know you just have to like if you want to be successful not just in your career, but in your marriage too, because trust me, now that we're coming to the other side, my relationship is like my respect level for her and like my love for her is just so different because now I can genuinely see, I get to see you, you know, so much deeper than this relationship that, you know, the, the world defines that this is the marriage, that's the relationship, keep business out of pleasure and this is how things work. But once you start you know, to intermingle this whole thing. And what I'm trying to say is that that can be a friend, that could be a brother, like you can build this kind of thing. So ultimately, you don't have to feel alone is what I'm trying to say. So many people try to take it all upon themselves. And then it's so difficult because Dana's insights on TikTok are 10 trillion times more than what I understand about TikTok. Every time I go on TikTok, I see the same 16-year-old girl doing some weird dances, and then I'm out. I'm checked out. I'm like, dude, I hate this platform. This platform sucks. But then she goes, oh, Gary Vee posts there, and this guy does this, and this guy does that, and that's like, you know, right up your alley. You can try this and that. And so then I basically don't even have to do and spend hours and days of research. I can just utilize that source that lives in my house to be like, let's try this and see what happens. Oh my God. This is where, this is where we differ all the time because you're such a researcher and I'm such like a bullet pointer. A hundred percent of the time you'll be like, I'll be like, just teach me this thing in DaVinci Resolve real quick. And he'll be like, just learn it. Just watch a tutorial. Just learn the whole thing inside and out and read the user manual and watch all the videos on my YouTube ever. And I'll be like, just tell me this one thing. Like, I don't need all the things. I can't do so, it. I can't yeah, do it. You just need to know all the things all the time. And I'm like, I just want to know what I'm going to use. I don't want to know all the things. But I think that's another thing, right? I mean, th these are the things. I feel like I, after working with you so closely, my initial reaction, because we all think with our croc brain, this is how the man, the caveman, you know, like the back in the day, our mentality is where the hunter gatherer, you know, so we always think from like, 
oh, something is in jeopardy. If somebody is questioning me for something, you know, I need to be alert, you know, like, and just like come up with some sort of like a counterattack. But what I'm learning working with you is that let me just switch the roles. Like, it's okay. Like, okay, keep throwing it at me. Keep throwing it at me. Like, let me hear you. Let me hear you. Then that opens me up for Rafa too. Like Rafa is like, hey, dude, next time change your thumbnail for your video and try this thing. And I'm just all accepting. Like now all of a sudden I'm a sponge. I'm like, let me do it. But you are all accepting. What change? Just time? It's time. It's learning. Like, I mean, just reading different, you know, books and like, just like picking up the pieces because I think it all starts from you have to, you have to come up with a question. What do you need an answer for? And I wasn't looking for it before. I was satisfied. And now, you know, where this is getting and where we're headed, I'm just like, I need to stop lying to myself that I can handle it on, you know, on my own. And I got this and I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the gut feeling is it. The gut feeling is literally 100% of anyone, anyone's success. Like Oprah says that 99.9% of the decisions that I've made that made me successful came from my gut, not from my brain. So when you think about that, like I know that gut feeling is very strong, but that said, it can only take you so far, right? So right. you know, for when I got to a point where I'm just like, okay, uh, I gotta open up, I gotta figure, like I gotta let it knowledge in, information in, and it's not like I'm, I'm, sh- I shut off, like you know, learning, like you know how I am, I'm learning every single second, but more so about my business, my venture, like let people into that world and see what happens. So. That's what happened in the last month, month and a half while you were gone. So like, you know, like with whether it's Rafa, whether it's Jamie, whether it's you, like anyone, you know, my parents might say something and I'm just like, let me just implement it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Another thing, let's talk about that is nothing is the end of the world. Just nothing is like, baby, oh you remember like when by mistake you sent out that wrong email? Like, or, Oh my or- God, this was the worst. Oh my God. So for the last launch, we, we schedule all the emails in advance. And I was literally just copying the emails that Wakas drafted and putting it into um, ConvertKit. And I meant to hit save and I hit send. And like, I like ruined the whole reveal. Like, And it went out to, like, it went out to like 25,000 like, people or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is the worst way to like kick off a launch. Oh my God, that was so terrible. And and what I'm trying to say is that even then it, it it was a weird thing, right? Like usually she'll make like micro mistakes and I'll blow up, like I'll be screaming and just jumping off the freaking walls. But when she did that <laughs> and when I heard how upset she was, when she came to my room, all of a sudden I just turned into a freaking Yoda. I was like, so Zen. <laughs> she came in, she's like, I did that. I'm like, oh yeah? Okay, cool cool she was like all weirded out like why is he acting like that and i'm just like it's all good so what i'm trying to say is that when it what i learned from that experience was that when shit really hits the fan like you are strong enough everybody's strong enough to stand up to it and then you're just like okay let's figure out the solution what's done is done what do we do now well and like i think too in light of like everything that's going on in the world it's really easy to have perspective you know, like all the time. I mean, forever there's like the saying, like, if it's not going to matter in five minutes, five hours, five days, five years, like, does it really matter? And like you, it's hard to like put your emotions in check in that moment. But like, truly, that's kind of the whole point. Like, does it really matter? Yes. Does, 
does it really matter? It probably doesn't matter. People are dying. That's what matters. Listen, like I sent out a freaking email and you know how we dupe the emails for the new video. So like the new video goes out, right? So like when my knives out video came out, I duped the email from um, dark video. So I duped it from the dark video. Then I replaced the links and everything and the thumbnail and everything. And then I hit send. And as soon as I hit send, I realized that I never changed the subject. It says, you know, new video, dark tutorial, blah, blah, yeah, blah. I Check remember. it out. But it was knives out. And I'm like, but you know what? When I looked at the analytics, the same amount of people clicked. Like right. the analytics never changed. So it's like, it's almost like people are that forgiving too. They're just like, they're yeah. just like, okay, when it says new video, Kazi means new video just dropped. Like, let's go check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And they clicked on it. So this is, this is the ultimate, like if there's one thing that you take from this whole thing, like this whole live, that's it. That genuinely at the end of the day, it will not matter. So when people uh -huh. come to me and they were like, hey, Kazi, do you have any suggestion for us, you know, uh, for social media? And I go repurpose your stuff, dude. Like don't make, don't spend one hour on a post and, and make one post, like do a look and then one make post and then that's the end of it. Like, no, you need some boost. You need some like, you know, some help. So make that one grade and then try to repurpose it and post it, you know, three different days, you know, spread it out. And they're just like, yeah, man, but it's not going to look cool on my feed. You know, I, I, I got to think about my feed. I'm like, you have 70 followers and those are your family members that pity you. Like they're not even, they don't even like, come on, man. Like you got to give people what they want, like, and not like, yeah. you know, uh, pander to people, but like more or pander yeah. for the views. Like, I'm just saying like, this is the meat. Like yeah. when, when I'm putting well, like, I fall, I fall like victim to that. Like I really care how my feed looks and it does hinder what I post and how often I post. Cause if it doesn't fit my feed, which is a really fucking niche thing to fit, then I don't post it and it sucks. So Th that's got to change because, limited. because I think what I've learned along the way is that, and, and I think that also helped with, you know, the partnership thing too, is that when I started to serve the realm, you know, like Lord Varys, you know, like, you know, when they asked like, hey, Lord Varys, like, who do you serve? He's like, I serve the realm. Like, I yeah. don't serve, I don't serve any kings. When I started to learn to like serve people, like, you know, every morning when I'm waking up and somebody is saying that, Kazi, I just landed this job and it wouldn't have been possible, I swear to you, that's more than the $2,500 a day gig that comes around. And I'm just like, hell yeah. Like I know my ish, right. like, you know, like right. this is my thing. That's what I do. That's what makes me good. But like, that means so much more to making a difference on that scale. So what I'm saying is that when I learned that that's my duty, that's my obligation, then everything changed. So then, you know, listening to partners, listening to people, other people and being open to it also changed too, because I realized that if I can bring some kind of value to others, how much value can they bring to me? Right. And that's like a whole mindset change because people like to think that they know everything. So you have to like change your mindset to think that every person you meet has something to offer or some way to change or impact your life. And, and genuinely humility to a point where one thing that I know for a fact that I didn't used to do is that if I said something and it was a wrong decision down the road, let's just shove it under the rug. Nobody needs to know. Nobody needs to talk about it. it never happened. And now I'm more like if, you know, I had said something to my little brother, it might may or may not have hurt him, whatever. 
I will bring it up. I will bring attention to it and be like, dude, that's what happened. I said that I'm a really high strung dude. I'm crazy. And if it hurt you, like, then I'm sorry. And then what I notice is that the the switcheroo there that happens is that then that person, like my little brother have like 10,000 the amount of like love that he had before for me. And I'm like, holy shit, you know? Oh, I know. Because it just makes you feel like it's a safe space. If I can like tell you where I failed or where I'm wrong, then in the future, you know that you can do the same thing. Like we we're just that open and honest with each other instead of like, putting up some facade that we've got it all figured out and and, and, and this, we never make this point is so important that you're saying because one other thing that I want to bring up is that you know if if somebody has wronged us in the past you know that's one person or that's five people that is not the seven plus billion people in the world and I feel like what I've learned even like the last book that I told you I read well one thing that I've learned is that you know you have to be naive and keep giving people the benefit of the doubt because there's more good than bad. Mm -hmm. And you never want to have your guards up because at the end of the day, it's going to be a lose-lose situation, but it's going to be, you're going to be losing more than anyone else. If you just keep thinking, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's so true. And it's like, and you can do that with anybody. Like even when I, I had like a afternoon talk with my mom and my mom's not really close with, Lacoste she she's only met him like a handful of times and so she was like asking me about him and she's like what do you guys even fight about and I'm like thinking in my head I'm like literally nothing like our fights are about nothing our fights are always about tone like the way in which we talk to each other and then every time after we fight we're like can just for the end of time can you just assume that whatever I'm saying to you is coming from a place of like love and respect and even if it comes out like a little bit shitty just Till the end of time, no, that like, that's not like where I'm coming from. And so I feel like that happens all the time where it's not even what you say, it's how you're saying it. And so like, if you just give people the benefit of the doubt that like they want, they have your, you know, your general interests in mind and, you know, they really care about you or their intention was good. I feel like that will save you a lot of stress and a lot of heartbreak, really. And and ultimately it will make you such a zen person to approach anything when you go in with that attitude to a new job um you will just be so like you're going to be floating and even if somebody comes at you from like a weird like you know uptight uh, attitude you will know to just disregard it and give them the benefit of the doubt and i promise you they will let their guards down as soon as they see that that they're like whoa because they have the same notions and same feelings that you might have so you always have to see it from that, you know, perspective. So, right. so many jobs that has happened, like where I'm working with, you know, people, uh, guys, anyone, girls, anyone that work with agencies, you know what I'm talking about. Like these creative directors come in, like, like they're levitating. They don't even walk. Like these guys are just floating. Like they're just so freaking smooth in their heads. And it's like, you know, if I just, you know, roll my eyes every time, this is not good for anyone. So I've right. just learned to like, just let them, let them like, you know, talk about it, let them talk about themselves. And then as soon as they do that, what I've noticed is that they're going to do it for like 10 minutes. And then it always turns around. And they were like, Kazi, tell us, man, like, talk to us, like, you know, like, tell us a little bit about you. And then as soon as that happens, then 30 minutes later, they're like, Hey, bro, we're going to lunch, you're coming with like, 
all yeah. of a sudden it's this. Yeah. And and this is a really well, big tip. I'm, I'm, I promise you that I'm giving you guys because I talk about it all the time that you want to become the guy or girl for someone. Right. And I promise you, this is not necessarily, you know, you're just making something up and you're not being true. What I'm saying is that bring this into your demeanor and have this as your mindset when you go in. Well, I think too, like, because the filmmaking process is so collaborative, no one from start to finish does every aspect of a film or a movie or a commercial or a TV show by themselves. Never. Like you have to work with people. And then like, Wakas and I both pride ourselves on being able to work with difficult people. Like anytime someone is difficult or has a reputation for being difficult or bitchy or whatever, they always, for whatever reason, like us or like, we're just like, the bitch whisperers, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we just calm down or whatever. And I think that that's just like a testament to like our interpersonal skills. And so like to, you know, support your thought here, it's just that like, it's not just about like the execution or like the work that you do. It is so much about like your relationship with the people that you are working with. And people want to work with people that they like or people that are like easy to be around, easy to take criticism gives feedback in a positive, productive manner. Like all those things matter. Oh no. I mean, I work with the freaking guy that was one of the most difficult and he was just, he was like a necessary evil. Nobody can eliminate him because he brought in a really huge account and it was because of him. So then he was like the main anchor, like he was the main guy, but everybody hated working with him. So when they said that this guy asked for you to color something, they were like, you can easily say no. I mean, you're just a freelancer here. You can easily say no. I'm like, no, dude, I'm like this. I'm intrigued. I want to work with him. You know, like I want to see what yeah. that's about. And I sort of got, I went in with that attitude where I'm just like, dude, like I'm, I'm water, man. I'm, I'm just like, I'm going to float. I'm just going to go in. I'm just going to be like, bro, just give it to me. Just, you know, hit me. Like, let's see what happens. And I'll be honest with you. Yes. Super like pixel peeper, like crazy pixel peeper, dude. Yeah. But in two days, it was like a boot camp that I should have paid $30,000 for because I feel like when I opened myself up and just kind of took it in, took it all in, I forgot about like I'm being a colorist. Like, hey, dude, yeah. I'm the guy, man. Like, you don't tell me about these things. Like, where to keep the exposure, blah, blah, blah. I just kind of put my head down and I'm like, just dude, shoot, just hit me. Because yeah. I respected I respected him on a different level. And that's something that, you know, also should be brought up that ultimately when you're working on a project, you need to understand that somebody went all in, they put their life on, like they put everything on the line to like work on a certain project. Because if this guy tanks and this project sucks, he loses that account. That's going to affect his family ultimately. So yeah. when yeah. you're part of that project, you need to give it that respect that man, like mm -hmm. this is important. This is serious. So when I did that, I swear to you, in two days, the things that he taught me, it was just the kind of thing that you cannot learn in a in a DaVinci Resolve boot camp. Like it was like a weird, like nuances that he was talking about that was just coming from experience and his intuition that I pretty right. much downloaded because I was not bringing in my ego in the way. I was just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a sponge. I'm gonna take it in. So mm -hmm. very important thing, guys, that I want to mention, because I'm not going to name any names, but there are so many of you that I, I love and respect. And you guys, you know, uh, slip into my DM and you're always talking about, hey, Kazi, working with this client and he's being so difficult and he's asking for this and asking for that. How do you deal in a situation like that? And I deal with it. What I just said, this is how I deal with it. Like this is a very, very generic package that comes with with Kazi. 
Like, you know, I'm always going to be like, dude, I'm working on your project. Even if I'm grading something for Dana, she likes like a really crazy high key look. And when I'm like grading something for her, it's a bit out of my comfort zone. I'm like, oh, baby, we're like, I, I, I lit it perfectly. Like we're kind of losing, know. Like, you know, I'm like, blow out my skin. <laughs> right. She's just like, keep pushing it, keep pushing it. And I'm like, ah, oh, like I'm, I'm just, you know, in my heart, I'm thinking this is my last gig I'm going to work on for her. <laughs> and then I'm just like, okay, I'll give you that. And then it's a, it's a different look that I create. And sometimes when I share it on my page, you know, those things just like, you know, blow up they get, because they're poppy. They're like Disney like looks. And if you just open yourself up and kind of because uh, on, on looks, talking about looks, I'm very much the teal and orange or more like teal guy. I like the green look, like the shirt that I'm wearing. I like to push everything, every content, everything that I create into that world. So when somebody pulls me out of my comfort zone and puts me right here from right here where I like to live, I like it yeah. because then I just acquired a skill that I didn't yeah. have before. You yeah, know? it's an opportunity to grow for sure. And yeah, I mean, I, I like that too. Even like working for Faye, who's like a photographer that shoots red carpet events, like, oh my God, just working with her was difficult because she's just a very straightforward person. She doesn't have a good reputation in the community. So many people would talk shit about her to me and I would just never participate and just like keep my head down and work. But working for her, I learned so much, like just about the pace of the industry and like, you know, like how it's a business. Like sometimes you got to take feelings out of it and just fucking execute. Like she doesn't care if I like her personally, but there's a lot you know, of like just, street smart things that you picked up from her. too. Oh, my God. I know all the time, man. I also learned that like a lot of the time, especially in that world nobody knows what the fuck is going on. So if you just act like you know what's going on, you can kind of like float through any area of the events because it's like people don't know who you are or like where you're supposed to be. I mean, so I definitely learned that from her. She would be like, come into this party, like edit over here in this corner. And I'm like, I don't want, people aren't supposed to be editing in here. And she's like, no one ever knows. Like I'm the house photographer. They'll never know. Like you get like little special pass. Right. Who they're going to like clear it by. By the time they get an answer, the party will be over. But I mean, so so many times now from since then, I'd be like, come on, let's just go over here. No one's going to know. As soon as we get caught, we'll be done doing whatever we were supposed to be doing. No, but I mean, this goes in so many different like <laughs> areas. Like, you know, the time that I told you, I called my bank and I told them, I'm like, guys, instead of like asking them to like, hey, can you please reverse this charge? I just went, I'm like, hey, you guys have been charging me $12 for the last two years, like every month. I'm going to need you to reverse that. Uh, like I just use the words, I'm going to need you to reverse that. And then I shut up. Then I just shut up. That's by the way, guys, this is, the, this is a big one that I'm dropping right here. Like this, this sale, like this sales tip is a huge one. Okay. Like I just said, you've been charging me $12, which they were supposed to, because I was supposed to have enough money in that specific account or else they charge you 12 a month. So they've been charging me for like 18 months. I'm like, you guys have been charging me for 18 months, $12. I'm going to need you to reverse that. And then I just stop. And <laughs> I don't hear anything for like 10 seconds. And then she goes, uh, okay. She's like, just give me a moment. And then she just comes back and she's like, oh, you have like 300, whatever, like, uh, you know, dollars credited back to your account or something like that. And I'm like, thanks. And then I just oh, like I hung up the I phone mean, and I told Dana, I'm like, I just made 350 bucks or whatever in like 10 minutes. No, I know. I mean, at the end of the day, like we all just want to like, you know, be understood and be our truest selves. And if like, what are you hurting if you just ask? 
Like ask for anything, ask for a change, ask for your money back, ask to enter a party that you shouldn't be in, ask to try out a new look in a film and maybe they won't like it. Like, but just ask and try and get turned down. But sometimes you'll get told yes. And sometimes it'll be really beautiful. Guys, I'm telling you, we're gonna wrap it up soon, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I can't this. read any of the questions. The questions go to you only. Oh, the questions go to me. There's not many questions. I'm gonna look at it. The questions are all technical. These guys don't get it. They just always wanna know like, dude, which color science? What I was gonna say is that one thing that I wanna talk about before we wrap up is uh, it's very important to, to build partnerships and it's very important to have alliances and this medium, I, I keep talking about it, right? And you guys hear me say it, but I just cannot stress enough because I know people like Brian is one of the guys, you know, from FCM, like he is in Brazil. He uh, went hard um, when he took my course and then he just will all this, you know, slid into my DM, asked me questions and all these things. He's worked on some massive projects from Brazil and not even having a $50,000 setup or anything. He yes. is putting out some bangers out there and he's been getting approached by crazy people and he's forming those alliances and those partnerships. What's my point of that is that, you know, the, the, the corporate world and climbing up that ladder and today you make 60,000 and you feel really great and tomorrow you make 70,000 and then you make 80, that means nothing. That is nothing compared to what this world has to offer this social media world is out of control. The partnerships and things that can go down are just something that, you know, you couldn't have fathomed that this is even, this could be a reality. So what I'm saying is that it's here, use this platform, build those partnerships and reach out to people and, and start this right now, not tomorrow, not when you have the right monitor, like it needs to happen right now. And I will keep doing it. Like, I don't even care if I get unfollows because, because people are just like, hey man, like what about being like proper and working with an agency then, you know, no, you're just talking like about that. social media, social media, because literally like the, the alliances and the relationships you're gonna build overnight. I mean, come on, the LG sending me the biggest TV that they got and then they send me that first and then say, hey, can you also please do a video on it? Like to, right. to have LG, a company like LG just going, hey, we've seen your videos on YouTube. We've seen how you handle yourself on Instagram. We would love to be under the Cause Nation umbrella. Well, I think the world is changing to not be so corporate and stiff. Like they want, you know, real, authentic, genuine People. My main point is that if you're going to be stuck in the corporate world, it's going to be like the Lord of the Rings situation. Like there's only going to be the one ring, you know, like the one person with the ring and like he's going to or the corporate that the evil corp is going to be controlling everything. What I'm trying to say is that I somebody who comes from that part of the world. I'm not somebody that's just making this up, lived it, right. you know, work right. with huge brands and coming from that. And I'm just trying to tell you those things can still happen. Like I have all those clients still there. And the ones that weeded out were just too corporate -y that I don't want to work for. But what I'm saying is that that structure, that hierarchy is garbage. Partnership is where it's at. The hierarchy is always going to, the employee employer relationship is just, it's dead, man. Especially in our world, it's dead. You could be working with the director as an editor, but you don't need to be right here. You can still be right here. And this, this is the kind mm -hmm. of mentality that my platform is built on. This is what I'm going to spread till the end of days. And I'm telling you, I live it. I don't, I don't speak of anything that I haven't done. And, and that's 
I, that's the same sermon I'm preaching to myself too. Like if I ha have Dana working for me or with me, I, I never want her to work for me. I want her to work with me. And if tomorrow we hire the third person or like more people, it's going to be like, let's figure out a way where we, you know, build this brand together, where we work together instead of like, hey, I'm the freaking boss, man. And you listen to me. Do you have right. anything else to say? I mean, I just, I can't drop any more knowledge. I'm done. <laughs> uh, the only thing to say is the, the, we're married to the movement. The hustle never stops. We're <laughs> live and creating content on our anniversary. And I just think it's like truly like all encompassing of, you know, how much our work life and our married life is intertwined. It's, I mean, I, I wouldn't change it for the world because no, this I know. is it's our so favorite thing to create. It's our favorite thing to create. So guys, I'm happy that I get to create with you and create this life with you. <laughs> I love you. Um, all right, guys. Love you all. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure follow her. Give her all the follows. It's going to make her day. And that's the only present she's going to get. I, I forgot to get her anything. So right. uh, <laughs> add data. Love you all. Until next time. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends. Subscribe to this channel. And I will see you in the next episode.